This is the Reflector Reflections podcast. My name is Annie. Join me as we journey around the world talking with fellow human design reflectors as they experiment and navigate their unique design. Today's beautiful conversation is with Ash, the beautiful vessel of love. Ash is a 1-3 reflector and all-round wealth of knowledge and insights, which I can attest to being sent down many rabbit holes in conversations with Ash. Welcome, beautiful soul. <laughs> that was a wonderful thank you so much for that introduction uh yes thank you for having me uh, I didn't even want to start talking about some of those rabbit holes <laughs> and some of the beautiful gifts that you have because that's your story to tell yeah yeah I'm always really surprised when somebody goes down a rabbit hole after I talk to them because I'm just you know casually just uh, probably stoned or watching tv just on my phone and and then two days later, somebody's like, oh, my God, this led me there or something like And I'm like, wow, OK, you know, just keep being myself, I guess. Um, <laughs> keep sharing, sharing yes. the love. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. beautiful, Ash. Let's get into it. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about your journey. How did human design find you or how did you find human design? Um, so... Human design found me um, in January of 2019. And it was a really interesting time in my life, I think, uh, to find human design because I had just gone through this, like, you know, breakup with this manifesting generator and, like, spent six months literally getting back to me, whatever that is. Um and then I remember going into the state of surprise already. Like I was already in this for a full month in January. I was already in this like consistent state of surprise. I had gotten accepted to the University of Hawaii. I was going to go study volcanology and, and do all these, you know, follow all these dreams. And I had finally reached this place where I just like was going to let go, you know. And then somebody is like an old manager of mine who was living in Portland, Oregon at the time. And I was living in Houston. She like messaged me just out of the blue. I was like, have you heard of human design? And I was like, no, <laughs> but what is that? You know, um, and I was like, oh, here we go again. Like another Myers-Briggs or whatever, like to just absorb myself into. And so I go and I like immediately like go into uh, Jovian and enter my chart information and I look at my chart and I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is kind of cool. And I remember like the, the biggest thing though, um, the first and biggest thing that I remember seeing is the the signature surprise. And I was like, hell yeah. Like hell, that is definitely me. Like I just surprises like all day long. Yes. Um, and then so I went back and I was like pretty, you know, un not super enthused. I was like just curious. And uh, I went back to the messaging with my friend and she was like, what are you? And I was like a reflector. And she was like way more excited than I was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was confused by that, like really confused, to be honest, because I've always just kind of like, you know, accepted this average place in my life. Um and yeah her excitement because she was a manifesting generator her excitement really pushed me into wanting to know why she was so excited right 
Um, so then immediately after reading her response, I went and went into like a three day long rabbit hole. <laughs> um, and it's just been in that rabbit hole ever since. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go into year five now. Yeah. And my whole life and everything definitely changed overnight. Like I hear these stories of some, I guess it's because I'm a one three, like, or it's like immediately I was into it. Um, and so I went to the extreme ends of it immediately. And it was like, didn't talk to anybody for a month and was like, really like my friends were like, I was already kind of like, the different one right my friends were really aware of that like I was just their spiritual artist friend right so they're used to me going into these different phases and they were like oh she's just in another one of those things and I was like no guys like I found it like this is it this is what I've been looking for um but I didn't know that right and so yeah um it's kind of crazy because two months later I went to Portland to go visit her um, and like rented a house on the beach and then introduced my other friend, my, she was a manifester to human design, a 4-1 manifester. I was also living in Portland. We all had this like mini human design party on the beach <laughs> and that was, <laughs> um, not a lot really happened though. It's just a lot of discovery, a lot of trial and error in the past, like, especially in that first three years. So I love but how yeah, you're saying that's... there you went on a bender, like a three-day like three bender, which has never stopped really, um, yeah. and how you kind of knew. And it was like, because I, I can really relate to that, of that feeling of it's like you, I know we can say the words, it's like, you know, you finally found a part of yourself that you didn't know was missing, but it's, 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 a, it's an embodied, it's much more than that. And when you were saying that, I, I kind of could really relate to that because that is how it feels sometimes. It's like, oh, my gosh, that this is this is it. This is what a part of it that I've been missing. It's that little piece that just gives you this validation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like almost as if like, like I had been waiting to like come to that or be delivered that, you know, and it, it's so strange, like thinking about that now, you know, because uh, when I was younger, I was really into like chakras and meditations and like clearing those chakras. And that would be the only thing that would help me like recenter and come back into my own thing. And and so like looking at that and seeing that everything's white um, and I like run off the transits and all these things I'm like, whoa, like these it's just like the glue to all these like little missing puzzle pieces that keep shattering over time. Right. And then I, I find human design and I'm like, Oh, now I can glue this together and put this in a frame on the wall. The puzzle will always stay like that. Right. In a way. Um, but yeah. And it is, it's um, when you do kind of go back because, well, I guess you can attest to this yourself, like, you know, finding this and then you kind of go, I need to know more. But it's like you're stuck in this space of going, I need to know more. I'm looking forward to the future, but I also need to go back and have a look at my past and see how this has been throughout my life. So you're constantly going back and forth in your journey of this existence, 
And you mm-hmm. were just saying then, you know, when you were younger and the chakras and the and the meditation, it's like we, we already know how to be reflectors when we yes. were younger. And and Absolutely. sometimes going back then, it's you see these little pearls of nuggets where we, we already knew what we needed, but somewhere along the way we fucking got lost. Mm-hmm. Something yes. that some of us did. So yes. have you, you you were just saying that, like have you gone back into that, as I was saying, that timeline back and forth, like the night rider. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, and for me, like, because I I have a like I'm able to see patterns, right, with my um my arrows and so and recognize patterns. And I also have 44 in my moon. And, um, and so like, I can really see almost since I was a small child, because my mom really raised us to have an open conversation with whatever God was for us. Um, and so I can almost see like when, since I was a small child, I would go into these different environments or different samplings and it was super chaotic and things would like shift and change because I'm a one, three, we come in and we just shake the house and like, and then it was always me having to go inward and rely on either it was the stars in the sky at the time or whatever meditation that I was listening to or whatever books I was reading or something like that would just land in my lap, like all of a sudden when things were at its worst. And then that would bring me into this like elated surprise state, no matter what was going on. And I would consistently have these patterns and these cycles, right? And so now um, what's cool is like, I can go into a new environment with awareness and not feel so lost and confused and not have to wait for something to just like run into me to like snap me out of it. I can have this awareness where I'm like, I know what's going on, um, you know, and I know what to do and I can do that now, which is, makes things so much smoother. I always say it, human design, the gift that keeps on giving truly Mm -hmm. is the gift that keeps Mm -hmm. on giving. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's important for reflectors like to own that, Um, you know, and I feel like um, a lot of the times, not just reflectors, but honestly, anybody, I feel like a lot of the times when people find human design, because at first it looks so complex. But once you start getting into the deep layers of it and understand like all of the different systems it incorporates, you start to realize like these are all things we've mostly been exposed to if you've already been on the spiritual journey. And it's important to honor that and empower that within yourself um, and not just like blindly follow like other people because I, I feel like a lot of people forget like Human design is here to teach us how to listen to ourselves, um, not blindly listen to other people. And so, yeah, um, that's my favorite discovery, honestly. And but. I love, I love that you say that because it is. It's our own unique individual experience, and we can go out there and we can read the books, and we can watch other people's transit information. But that's mm-hmm. coming through their lens of perception. And, you know, when you look at everything that leaves, it's all perception. It's all mm-hmm. milky and mucky and everything else. It's other people's perception coming back. So unless you're actually like exploring what this means to you, you're just going to take on everybody else's lens. Mm-hmm. 
their perception absolutely of what that gate means or what that means or even a one three Mm -hmm. absolutely how how have you navigated that that one three profile of yours would you like to share yeah um so I always joke (laughs) I always joke if I could (laughs) if I could choose to be any other type I always kind of got I would be a one three (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you've ever played that game in your mind but my mind has (laughs) sorry yes no I think I would want to be a five one to be (laughs) honest too Um, because like I love the way 64 keys puts um the one three is like it's the one three is the hero and then you have the five one that's the savior it's like who doesn't want to be a hero or a savior you know what I mean um and yeah uh so for navigating being a one three um you know the best thing that I can do for myself as a one three is to just not give a fuck um to be quite honest like the more fucks I give the more chaos I experience um and it's it's still a journey for me to be honest because I'm constantly like I said this in a reflector call a few weeks ago but it's like the worst thing I think especially anybody with a fifth line or a third line can do is compare themselves to anybody else right and we're conditioned and and taught to just constantly compare ourselves to things and um you know like there's a lot of times where I go into these places of like I just start comparing my life to other people or what I think it should be like and and then I remember like oh I'm one three like I'm here to fuck it up um I'm here to mess it I'm here to mess it up and and become better you know and be this like evolved thing and I've learned that I'm not gonna die like the universe is not gonna kill me it might make me think that I'm gonna die or I might like end up homeless but it's never actually gonna happen um and I that is like one solid foundation that I have laid down which is cool um but yeah like especially with um me leading with 46 one um and 46 is all about just being in the absolute moment of flow, you know, and then I have my only one right facing arrow, which is in my perspective. And so I'm, I'm like essentially just completely blind until I run into something. <laughs> um, and so navigating all of that for me is just like embracing the absolute moment and how it's, how it's going and not try to control anything. Um, and just kind of letting my experience be the experience for what it is and trust that, you know, in a, in a few days or a few months or a year from then, like trusting that that experience will be so valuable to my future self. Um, but yeah. Thank you. I, I love how you've just, just worded that and just like grabbed it. And that is a, a, a true example of how it is to live your design by able to mm-hmm. be able to look at where you are. And this could be like a, <clears throat> again, an example for people when they're listening to this, excuse me. <clears throat> you have grabbed your design. You've looked at it. You've read about it. You've applied it to your life. You've applied it to your experience. You've spat it back out through your lens because it's truly yours to own. Mm-hmm. 
it's that's 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 this going back and forth and the actual living the experience opposed to somebody saying to you well you know you've got gate 44 and your moon and you know and, and stuff like that and it, it can become a little bit tiring and again it's mm -hmm. a part of that conditioning process where people are telling you to be something mm -hmm. that you're not because they mm -hmm. don't know anything about you they don't fucking know your life they know nothing so I just wanted to give kudos to that because that's really you've just you've just given a beautiful example of how somebody can learn to live with this or learn to explore this through their own unique body and learning experience. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So when you found this out, like your family, did you do that? Did you go down the obviously you I know you would have. <laughs> plug everybody's details in as you said you had a beach party with your friends and found out you've got manifestors but did you look at a part of that in into your life of going okay I was raised by this how did that influence me and how does it mm -hmm. influence me now absolutely um and I mean I think for my first year I looked at my friends um because I have this ability in my chart to create my own family. And so I've like, at that time in my life, I was really more leaning on, on my, my own created friendship groups. Um, and then it wasn't until I think it was year two when I had been in Portland for quite a long time and I had moved away from um, my home state and, and started literally a brand new life. Um, that I started really diving into my parents' charts and the environments that conditioned me um, as a child and, and seeing those influences. And um, for example, like my mom, it really baffled me for a long time to, to look at my mom's chart because she has every center defined. Um, she's a nine-centered definition being and um, I don't have any definition whatsoever and so I was like what the fuck and I'm like why would I choose that or why would the universe pair me with that um and it was also interesting when I went into her variables um and like her PHS and all that because she has desire motivation like just like me um, and then she also has touch calm cognition and she's markets external and I markets internal. And there's all these like little similarities and, and just things that connected. So I was like, okay, there's a reason for this. Um, like there is a reason for her being my mom and, and that, and she's a cross of service as well. And I was like, I went from being like, oh, my mom is, is just really intense and controlling with me to really realizing that, no, it's like, she pushes me to continue it. She, since I was born, she's pushed me to just be myself and be happy in a way, whether in the moment that was presumed as a negative thing. Um, but it's like every conflict I've ever had with that woman has pushed me into a, into evolving into a being that can be more loving towards the world and myself. Um, and it, it's has that's it's not an easy experience. That was never an mm -hmm. easy experience for me when I was younger. Um, but after examining it, especially through human design, like the way we communicate and operate together is. Um, 
it's so much better I mean we still get into conflicts and things like that and but when that happens I'm like okay this is the universe literally like using her to mm-hmm. dig up some things that I need to look at um and so that imagine. was really nice yeah yeah I could imagine that that would be challenging because <clears throat> she's fully defined and you sort yeah. of like the in life you think okay well you know what you you can get that and then you could go oh maybe I'm here to teach her a little bit more of let's use the word fluid but a fully mm-hmm. divine person that that nope then they're not going to they're not going to be receptive to fluidity it's right. just not going to happen so that's right. that's that's challenging very challenging yeah. I have a friend who's fully fully defined um mm-hmm. and we butt heads a lot um mm-hmm. I've known her since I was a a teenager and there's a reason now I I again what you were saying I understand her now mm-hmm. um she's a pain in the ass to me far out and so pig-headed and but now I understand her I can go you are just defined and you know what you want and you do what you want mm-hmm. and a part of me admires her for that um mm-hmm. but yeah yeah wow yeah, interacting with it, it is like I was spending time with her the other day. It's like a boulder that you, I can't move. And yeah. I'm like, what the, you know, what is this going on? Um, and then she looks at me and she's like, you know, what? what is this like thing floating, this plastic bag just floating in the air? Like, what are you doing? Like, anchor yourself somewhere. And I'm like, no, like, I'm not, the duality in those relationships is so much, it can be hilarious. Um, but, it's really interesting because um, my I'm half adopted, so my adopted father has um, a lot of openness. Um, he's a like a generator, and he has uh, just the channel of mating, and he's the cross of healing. So he has all this openness, and I mean, it's, it makes so much sense. Like looking at that chart, and my stepmom, I told her I'd give her a shout out because she uh, was excited I'm doing this. So hey, what's up? um and (laughs) yeah she's a um it's really cute because I showed her her chart yesterday and she read everything it was like really interesting and she's a three five cross of Eden and my dad is a six two cross of healing and um it was really interesting like coming over to their house I mean of course I had conflicts with them um like I feel like every reflector has conflicts with generators you know it's like they're like why aren't you working like why do you just take naps all the time and I'm like well I that's what my body's asking me to do but um but yeah it's interesting when I come to their house especially after being with my mom because like oh I'm like wow I chose them too like you know they helped me heals in so many ways and so you know usually peaceful and and just the energy and my and the cross of healing of where my dad is is um he's a 46 six um and his son and so like it was really funny my stepmom was telling him and was talking about how she had a conversation about him not ever being serious all the time and I like interrupted and I was like well that's because seriousness like kills our soul like (laughs) um that is the last thing you want him to be is serious Um, but yeah it's that it's just it's very interesting um like looking at especially my siblings charts too like my brother is a 
two four cross of the sphinx self-projected projector yeah and so it was interesting um to look at that and be like my brother is the like when we come together we have the whole g center and like he you know we've been super close when since we were kids for the most part and have this like understanding of one another that nobody else under like we speak our own language in a way um and that's been a really cool thing like to really go through all these trials and conflicts with family and then come to design and be like it was supposed to be that way you were supposed to have these different dynamics and these different experiences and perceived mistakes or feel you know those things and like get through them and and then design gives me you know that like contract that I signed with the universe of like these are the people that I chose so that they can support me and and, and condition me to be myself um so yeah yeah that's interesting um two four self-projected projector must be an interesting life that he's living <laughs> yeah he's a quad right too uh, yeah, yeah. Um, wow <laughs> yeah he does whatever he wants to do yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like, I think I do whatever I want to do. And then I, I talk to him and I'm like, okay. Um, and I'm sure he'll tell you about it. Self-projected projector. <laughs> he'll tell mm-hmm. you about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really, I really enjoy um, self-projected projectors when they're actually owning their authority because I can just sit and listen and they just, they will just talk it through. I've learned mm-hmm. in, in the past years ago, because I have a close friend who's a self-projected projector and, and I'd always try to, to fix her, you know, <laughs> the fixer. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, she'd be like, I've got this problem. And and so I'd be kind of interjecting. This is, you know, when we were younger and now I just go, it's not my place to do anything except just be her sounding board. Yeah. She gets she gets to it in the end. But it's, it's sometimes challenging to go, zip it, zip it, mm-hmm. don't say anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Exactly. Well, because you're reflecting that self-projection and, yeah, I self-projected projectors are a whole different breed category i feel like a projectors like absolutely yeah um i love this so in in your life now um now you've initiated me let's use that word because i love it i think as our reflectors do i think we can initiate each other really well i think we can initiate the world quite well Um, absolutely it's not a manifesto thing sometimes i think that we pull stuff down and then maybe it is the the manifesto or whatever to initiate others but i don't feel that they always initiate us but anyway that's a conversation for another day i feel like we influence we're like the influencers that's yes Um, yeah yeah okay that's a better word i like that yes yes always you've got to get out the thesaurus some days don't you and go what is the right word that i'm trying to say here that feels good mm-hmm. influence i could be an influencer <laughs> you are Annie. we too can be influencers <laughs> <laughs> oh god where was i going now i've lost my train of thought anyway um i'll come back okay Thank yeah open head center this is the I always just trust that it'll just either circle back or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So in your experience of being 
a reflector. You've been in this space for a while, as you say, like 2019, taking those deep dives. Your knowledge is out of this world. Like you, you, you know a lot. You've felt a lot. You've seen a lot. What are some of the the takeaways that you could give? It's it's one of my passion projects to really support, and I think it is for you as well, to support people who are coming into this, learning their reflectors, because it's it's fucking hard when you've got mm-hmm. all this stuff and it's it's hard when you're conditioned and you don't understand all this terminology. Mm-hmm. So would you just be able to share, like, your experience coming into this space, into this online space, into this whole world of being a reflector? Yes. Um, <laughs> Big brave. I hope I don't. Yeah, I'd be brave right now. Okay, so for reflectors coming, like new reflectors, especially new reflectors, I do not suggest um, really like, okay, this is what I do suggest. Um, for new reflectors coming in, I suggest really finding either in your life, especially in life, if you can find a reflector and be friends with them, do it. Um, when I first found human design, my best friend at the time, we were like going out all the time. We were just like, we're fun friends. And we had been friends like that for a long time. I found out she was a reflector. And at the time we were hanging out like quite a bit. And then she started dating a guy that was a reflector. And then we found out our other friend, who's like this artist that just wanders around the neighborhood, was also a reflector and we were all hanging out like regularly and then when I moved to Portland I like you know started dating ish a reflector for a little bit and and then had another reflector friend there I like met so many random reflectors there and I like looking back on it I needed that with how deep I went into it and allowed myself to essentially go mad um and I'm really grateful I had the time and the resources just given to me by the universe to be able to do that. Um, but looking back on it, like if I did not have that, I would have had a very, very, very difficult experience because I remember trying to talk to, you know, experts on the internet or people that, you know, I felt like I wanted to learn from that were non-reflectors and just constantly getting disappointed or shut out or you know trampled on or being told not positive things and not having positive feelings for that and so um if any new reflectors like if you can find them in real life like um please reach out to me or you and and we know tons of groups that are going on right now um for reflectors to come to and meet other reflectors and create um, you know, bonds over social media or whatever it is to be able to just like talk to, like and reflect things with and even like vent to or complain to. Like it is so important for us to experience those types of connections, especially on this journey. Um, because I'm not like discounting, you know, the other types, but for me personally, there is a big difference on how I make decisions how I feel about myself how I feel about my own journey um and all of those things when I'm when I'm letting myself soundboard with other reflectors 
because somebody can consciously be like you know an energy being can definitely consciously be like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna let this reflect our soundboard with me but like we can feel what their energy or internally what they're saying what their opinion is and there's no way to eliminate that whatsoever um and so in order for us to not get any form of external imprint and to really soundboard with something that can just give it a purely right back to it i just highly suggest like developing a little key community with the reflectors like i was really also blessed um to be able to connect with my twin um she is born two days after me and there's only like two slight differences in our charts but it's still like all white like there's no connection um and so like on the composite over there or whatever and so i found her in 2020 and we have like always like we have talked about so many different things and we just like know like everything about like each other's lives and what goes on and there's no screen we can like really just be open um and that connection has really 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 deeply helped me and so that's that's definitely the number one thing is for new 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 reflectors to be be interacting with with their family essentially that's how I see it that's so beautiful um, and I love that yeah. for you and I love your friendship that you have and I I really love what you just said then about it is so beneficial to just have a camaraderie with other reflectors and just be able it's it's like a me too it, it is very very healing yes. to just sit with someone and say I don't understand all this some days. I don't even know who I am some days. And that person to be able to say, I really understand what you're saying because you feel it. Mm-hmm. And also what you were saying about the twins, um, find somebody who doesn't, like, not always, but that's a beautiful gift to have somebody who is born around you, who has pretty much the same chart. There's three of us um, they're, they live in America, the two, two girls, Cammie and I'm sorry, I've forgotten the other lady's name, but we are born all within 20 minutes of each other. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, yeah, that's really That's close. pretty cool. <laughs> so I have not actually caught up with them, but we've been conversing and just what you were saying then, that's really like, you know, initiated me to go, yeah, I actually feel what you were saying then because your charts are so close. You're not going to have any, you're not going to create anything. It's just complete openness Mm -hmm. yeah and when you're in those moments of just feeling deeply misunderstood which happens almost daily to weekly for us no matter what you know no matter how much energy beings can cater things like there's always a point where we're just like we're in this bubble Mm. that you know is in this teflon bubble essentially um just looking out and so it's just, it is deeply helpful to be able, especially in those moments of just feeling deeply misunderstood mm-hmm. or disappointed to be able to check in with a like reflector and then be like, oh yeah, you know, I'm feeling there's some heavy energy too, or, you know, and, and usually like 10 times out of 10, like they're feeling a similar type of energy. 
Um, I have found I have found the most beautiful people through human design, and mm-hmm. I think it's because at our core, we're very deep. We're very deep feeling. We're very deep knowing. And I guess when we're bumping around in the world, it can be very superficial. But when we start mm-hmm. to develop those friendships, and even if they are just online, it's it's very real and it's very vulnerable and it's very nurturing and. And it, it all of a sudden you feel like you can peel away those little layers of this armor that you've been wearing through life yes. with another person and just say, and and poke your head out and go, oh, this is actually me. And they just embrace you. Mm-hmm. I just, oh, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I said, I've, I've made some of the best friendships and I know that I'll have those friendships probably for the rest of my life. Well, as long as the mm-hmm. internet's available to us anyway, please don't do anything about that. But, um, <laughs> No zombie apocalypse, just wait. Yeah. <laughs> but even in my local community, you know, um, having some friendships now that are reflectors, it's just so beautiful to just, mm-hmm. I don't know, words can't describe. So, yes, I, I echo your sentiments there. Sentiments there. It's just beautiful. I want to talk with you about the healing journey that you've been on because I know you've been on a very deep healing journey which has led you to you know explore plant medicine and and different different avenues and if you're comfortable would you like to share that journey that you've been on with us absolutely um yeah so that journey started without me knowing that it started when I was younger um and it was just a lot of environments giving me different drugs to try. It seemed like that's essentially what it was. And at the time, I didn't know that I was experimenting or trialing and erroring. It was just literally in my in my youthful moments of like, let's just try it. I've never done it before, you know. Um, and I experienced, especially with plant medicine, I experienced, I feel like, in my younger years, I experienced all of that darkness, all of all of the things you should not do. Um, and then, so I kind of stayed away from, um, especially things like psychedelics and stuff for a long period of time in my early 20s. And I only really stuck to like marijuana um, and, and would just use that as just like a like a, a grounding tool or a tool to cleanse my aura or like clear my mind. And, and then it wasn't until I moved to Portland, Oregon, post-human design knowledge, that I started to get deeply curious of what it would be like um, under, like, you know, like taking psilocybin with the knowledge of human design. And I was like, insatiable like I ignored it for a long time because of the experiences I had when I was younger and then at a certain point I got really insatiably obsessed with it and I was like you would just think about it every day and it was so strange um so my Saturn return was in 2020 March 26 2020 and it was a month before my Saturn return that I had this uh 6-2 projector, splenix projector with the cross of incarnation, needed a place to stay. And she came and stayed with me and left me these like two stamps of um, LSD from the 70s or something like that. And I was like, oh, this is fun. You know, like just the universe is giving this to me and it's coming from a projector. It should be defined, like, you know, a divine moment. 
And so that first night I like took a whole thing and just went off into this, like, it was so crazy because with the human design knowledge, I had a, a way different experience um, than when I was taking psychedelics when I was younger. And it was strange because I was around people when, um, when I took this, like, uh, before my, like a month before my Saturn return. And what it felt like um, was I am here. I have arrived and I really understand my little tentacles reaching out and sampling these things. And I can deeply feel um, the energy and how it's affecting me. And I can, I have maximum control of just being like, no, this is not mine. And I don't agree. I got really like through that, um, that first initial like re-experience, I got really into saying this is not mine and I don't agree. Um, anytime I felt something I didn't like. And then, so that happened and I had a fun little three days. And then on my Saturn return date, um, I took more. I like woke up that day and I was like, oh, we're taking the other one and went into this deep meditation that involved human design and put in all like fractal patterns together had all these crazy downloads and then did the one three thing where I'm like let's see how far this rabbit hole goes with LSD and I like went on this like year and a half long escapade of traveling around the U.S. and like staying in random places and living on properties like by myself um and just like had a lot of just wild third line experiences that I'm like, I still don't necessarily understand the purpose of that. Um, but it definitely taught me how to like really embrace this flow state of my being, um, like 100%. And then once that started to fade away, the universe put me, um, like I ended up back in Portland uh, at the beginning of 2021. And then I remember that's when I was like, okay, I think LSD was a little bit too much. And I maybe had like gone off the deep end um, with, you know, taking it in, in non-ritualistic ways and, and just kind of doing that whole one three about it. But I was in maximum control over all of it. So that was kind of cool. Let's see what mushrooms do for me. Yeah. Um, and so I found some and... This one was really even more interesting because I remember I found some and I wanted to do them with manifestors at the time. And like, who, I don't, like most people would not have wanted to do them with these manifestors, but I was like, let's try it. And so I had that feeling again of like, oh, wow, I've arrived and I can really feel my Teflon and my whole aura. And I really understand like everything I've been learning in the one line. Like I can really apply this right now. And we went out to this like festival that was outside. And I remember I was standing in the middle of this crowd. And what was weird, like there was nobody really standing close to me. And I was just like letting myself observe this crowd. And I would like look at people and I would like, hear their thoughts and like and then be like oh no I don't like that and like and be able to wear these different energies and be so in control with being able to push it out of me and not identify with it 
and literally have no thoughts of my own. And then there is like, I manifest for friends or to have not great times and wanted to go home and started to make it dramatic. And I remember like, it was interesting, like that shift for me in that moment was like, I remember looking at them and being like, I'm not in their wavelength right now. I'm not in their frequency. I don't want to participate in their frequency. And I made the choice to like continue staying in my frequency and doing my own thing. And then I woke up the next day and I was like, oh, wow, like that was a really powerful thing for me to be able to do. Right. And so that's when I started to like I bought I was like, I want to grow my own mushrooms um, because it's legal where I was living. And I bought all the things that I needed and um, I was like, these are going to be like the best mushrooms ever because I'm a vessel of love reflector, right? And I have this one through ego and I'm like, this is going to be so great. And so I started growing them and it literally felt like I was cooking a baby, like making a baby. And I got so intimate with them and like would like play the music and like develop the connection. And that surprised me. Um, like how I started to like with my frequency, like connect because I have smell cognition, which seeks out higher frequencies. Like that's all I care about. And I was like, I don't know. It was weird. Cause I was living alone. I didn't really care for hanging out with people. All I could think about was I want these mushrooms to fruit and I just want to hand them to everybody I interact with and give them instructions on how to microdose safely and tell them to call me if they have a rough time. And so it was interesting because they started to fruit and I started to have all these like experimental ritualistic ceremonies with myself and microdosing. And it got to a point where I was just, I, I don't like, like every time I would like microdose or have a, a ceremony, I would be like, okay, I'm not going to think about human design. Um, and the only thing I really want to happen is I want my DNA, like my only intention this whole time really for myself was I was like, I want my DNA to be like what it was better than what it was when I was born. Um, I just want to, I just want it to be like a baby. Like, I just want my DNA to be expressing its, its highest civic expression. And I, I truly feel like I did reach that um level because I I was grateful enough to not have to be working as much and I was able to go out to nature whenever I wanted and I was alone living in a beautiful space and in a very holistic environment and yeah um and that's what I did and I did just hand them out to people um and gifted them to people and gave them instructions and I just kept having this feeling of like human design and psilocybin need each other because I didn't really feel, and this was just this past year, I really did not feel like I was able to truly integrate this information until I started to have those experiences. Um, like it really felt like a lot of this information just sat in my mind. And then when I would have like, a ceremony with myself for a microdose, like, like little, like few weeks or whatever, I would start to like really understand and have these things of human design or what I've learned 
be like, oh my God, like have these epiphanic like moments of like, oh my God, like this makes so much sense. Um, and really become like truly become the passenger to my body. Um, and so now, um, yeah. And after that, I started to applying to all of these facilitator programs so that I could become a facilitator. Um, and I really want to get into my mycology, just like growing it and being a grower. Um, and yeah, it surprised me like a month ago, I got sent like this notification or this email saying I, I got awarded half a, like a scholarship to um, Sound Minds facilitator program. Uh, so that I can be a like holistic medicine woman facilitator, however you want. I don't really know what the title is for that. I don't think people know what the title is for that right now, but um, yeah, that's my journey with that because I, I don't know. I just think like a lot of people don't like talking about this, but Ra was on psychedelics when he got the download, you know what I mean? And so I'm like, you know. And there's a big difference, as you noted, like, you know, when you do drugs or with people done LSD or, you know, trips and stuff like that, when they're younger, it's, it's completely different because the intention's different. Mm -hmm. um, when Usually you, there's no intention. Yeah, yeah that's right. It's just, yeah. And that's generally yeah. why often they can, they can go haywire or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think when you're sitting in ceremony, it is, it's a beautiful gift to self and, and especially, you know, mushrooms. Like I, I've always joked about it on this podcast that I, I felt that, you know, we really tap into the mycelium network, reflectors mm -hmm. really tap into the mycelium network of the world, of this, of this planet. Mm -hmm. um, and I love mushrooms for that, of, of how amazing they are. Mm -hmm. And I know it's a bit, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, you know, but if you really sit, with plants, they can communicate and they do communicate in different ways and not always in the psychedelic space. Like I've explored psychedelics as well and mushrooms mm -hmm. and things like that. And, and I'm at the point now where I'm just happy to explore plants themselves mm -hmm. and not always just psychedelics, but just plant medicine in the herbs and things like that. And there is such a, there's such a wholeness and such a, I love what you were saying there about, it's just like you were nurturing a baby, you know, I even grow my own herbs and I'm out there sometimes going, is everybody okay? And, <laughs> you know, and I, that's a little, it sounds a little crazy. I say that out loud, but it's just like, I'm, I'm conversing. May I take mm -hmm. that? May I, you know, and I, I feel sometimes that I'm guided without even looking at a book on how to actually mm -hmm. like prune or, or take what I need from basil or to take what I need and where to take it from. Mm -hmm. So there's something to be, to be really explored in just all all plant life from my personal absolutely life. well because and that's something that I forget about myself like because my mom is not American she was like raised in a uh, like a farm agave farm in Mexico in the mountains where they were just primitive like she would tell me there was these seeds that uh, her mom used to wash their hair with and they would have rich they would do rituals like with you know incense and burn things and, and and it's just their it was their normal and so my mom kind of raised me to lean on plants a lot like before this call I put rosehip oil all over my face all over my body and face um and like 
yeah, like plants have a tremendous amount of not just medicinal properties, but can also deeply help us with mental health and um, trauma and like calming the nervous system. And like, you don't have to just sit there and try and do it all in your mind. Like there's nature is, is there to help us um, in every way that we need help. Like everything that we need to heal is provided to us by plants. Um, yeah, I agree. And our yeah. feathery fairy winged. <laughs> They're about too. They're about too. Mm -hmm. I love that journey yes. that you've been on. And I'm kind of, uh, I think I've joked to you in, you know, DMs in that I'm, I'm envious. <laughs> so we've all, we've all got different, different, journeys you know just to be able to sort of tap out for that and, and, I, and I mean that respectfully because I know that there was met mm -hmm. with challenges but you know it's a and there would have been very lonely times as well I'm sure so it wasn't mm -hmm. just all a, a little you know meander in the woods but to have that that freedom for you to explore that and for you to honor that mm -hmm. is so amazing that you could just give that gift to yourself and are giving to yourself mm -hmm. so well done Thank you. And I'm really grateful that the universe allowed me that time because now I get to share that with other people. Yeah. yeah. And share yeah. you do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Influencing us into all these. And you were just speaking there about your mother. Is that where the, the Mayan the Mayan um calendar stuff? That was that was yes. another, that was another rabbit. That was that was a good one. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love it. Like if, if anybody is listening to this and you just need a break from human design, go look at your Mayan astrology because it is a whole different, whole different clock over there and a whole different language. And that's yeah, a fun one. Yeah, it is. We've been going for a while and I want to honor your time. And at the end of every call, I always ask people if you could give some suggestions, advice, anything that you want to leave your fellow beautiful brothers and sisters with mm. just be kind to yourself like I don't want to tell people to love themselves because I feel like we hear that so much and we're all just desensitized to that um be kind and patient and just if you're not feeling it and you want to go and scream go in the forest and scream if you want to break something like go find some rocks and throw it out of the rocks you know and just be kind and gentle and, and don't try and shove these these things that arise in you and just allow yourself to to cry and let it go and and just allow yourself to just be whatever it is that you need to be in that absolute moment and give yourself a hug for doing it that's what i want to tell people yes yeah. and how can people work with you, talk to you, be in your space? <laughs> um, so I'm on Instagram. I uh, My handle is reflector.perspective. I also have a website called reflectorperspective.com. Currently, I am offering readings, um, and it's it's an open reading. If you come to me with, with any sort of expectation, it's probably not going to work out, so please don't do that. Um, but you'd like to just talk to me that is something we can do mm. um yeah 
And I would encourage anybody to do that just with your wealth of knowledge and and you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> Everything that you need, I 100% guarantee. <laughs> thank you I'm, so much for your time. Thank you for having me. I really love you so much. And thank you for having this space and container, not just for me, but every everybody. Thank you so much, Annie. You're welcome. And uh, I'm sure we will talk again very soon. Absolutely. Thank you.